Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to our latest episode of the Kasafa Show, which comes just days away from the start of the Hollywood Bets Kasafa Women's Championship, where East African guest nation Tanzania will seek to retain the title they won last year. But there will be any number of challenges for the trophy, not least a strong Zambian side that recently finished third at the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Morocco and sealed the first ever qualification for the Women's FIFA World Cup next year. We chat to their star midfielder Irene Lungu, who also recently enjoyed Kasafa's success in the Women's Champions League competition with her club, Green Buffaloes. Later, we chat to the veteran administrator in Matassa Chiklas about women's football in the region. But first, we catch up with Lungu. She'll be a key member of the Cockpit Queen squad in Nelson Mandela Bay and says they are gunning for a first ever regional title. Um, yeah, thanks. So, Irene, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, we do appreciate your time. First of all, congratulations on what's been quite a, a whirlwind 12 months for you, I guess, with the Olympics and then the, uh, the Safa Women's Champions League and, and now upcoming with the, of course, the WAFCON as well, and now the upcoming Safa Women's Championship. Um, so, yeah, how, how are you kind of feeling about it all? How has this, in your own words, these last 12 months gone for you and, and, and your teams? Uh, thank you so very much. Um, I think uh, what I can say is that uh, uh, in the past months, um, we've uh, been preparing like for the club. Um, I've been fighting for, for, for our club for, for us to, to come out first um, and indeed became out as uh, the champions to, to my club. And coming to the, to the national team, I think um, the, prefer, the preparations are determined all. And that's the reason why we're here today. And uh, we're now preparing for the same for the same course. Yeah, and there's been sort of pictures on social media and whatnot of you hugging that Champions League trophy. It's obviously meant a, a lot to you. And I would say, especially you know, when you're up against a team like like Mamelodi Sundowns, it must make you incredibly proud um, as a team and and personally to have uh, won that prize. Yeah. Um... I think uh, indeed we are, we are very much happy to like to to beat uh, Mamelodi Sundowns. And you know that Mamelodi Sundowns is a good team. They have got quality players compared to 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 our club or to our, to our clubs back in Zambia because uh, there in South Africa there are many sponsors compared to 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 our league in Zambia. But oh, you know. Um, we thank the coaches and for the for the for the performance that we, we showcased there in the, in the same tournament. So we are very excited for, for the win. And if we just kind of look at the last maybe 12 months, starting with the Olympics and, and the progression of Zambian football has been quite remarkable, um, the improvement in the team. Um, what do you think has been the reason for that? Is it just uh, players having greater experience at international level? Yeah, it's because of um, the, the experience. And um, I think everyone knows it now has, uh, is, has gained some experience. Um, looking at back of the, the games that we had back days, uh, we never used to to, to, like, to, to, to showcase a good football. But as of now, everyone is doing their level best. Because um, as of now... Um, Everyone is putting uh, uh, their level best uh, during trainings. Everyone wants to compete, and as of now, in women's football here in Zambia, there is the, the, the sponsorship that are now coming in. So I think everyone is now competing, wants to be part of the the national team. So the the, 
the qualifiers that we had um, for, for the Olympics has gained some experience and uh, the work on almost all the tournaments that we have had in past years has gained our our experience. Yeah. And if we just touch back, just if we start with the Olympics and move forward, just just how was that experience being in Japan and and playing on a global stage against other teams from outside of the continent? What was that experience like? Ah, the experience wasn't good at the time we were in Japan, right? Because, uh, but after playing at uh, the first game that we lost 10-3 to Netherlands, uh, almost boost, uh, boost our our confidence to say even us we can do it. If Netherlands can do it, then even us we can do it. So the same the same game that we played Netherlands boosted our our, our confidence and the same game removed in each and every one um removed um a fear in each and every every player. So the the same uh, the same tournament that we had in, in Japan uh boosted each and every everyone's ex- experience and that's uh, that's the reason why uh, in other other tournaments like the WAF one that we had in Morocco, we performed very well because we met like uh, great players, uh, experienced players like Oshoana. You know, those are great players. So those players uh, gave us confidence to say, if we played Oshoana and other 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 players who are experienced, then. Even us in the same off one, which was held in Morocco, we can we can do we can do it. Yeah, I guess you really showed at that at that tournament just how competitive Zambian football is now. And of course, qualifying for a first ever FIFA Women's World Cup, which must be you know an amazing thing for you. So, like uh, I think um, what I can say is um, uh, the same uh, the same Costafa that uh, we have in, uh, which is starting on the thirty first to eleventh uh, is. Um, well, we'll be playing those games as the we'll take them seriously. Why? Because they are part of our preparations for for the World World Cup, which is coming next next year. Yeah, and I guess that experience of being at the Olympics, you then take that forward into the World Cup as well, and and you know that'll give you a chance to compete. I guess one of the great things about the Olymp- uh, of the World Cup, my apologies, and this was proven with South Africa in 2019. Is that it? It allows the watching world to really see uh, players that they don't usually see, and that can help your chances of winning a, a contract, maybe in Europe or or the United States or China. Is that something that's an ambition for you to to play club football outside of Zambia? Yeah, of course, and that's the, I think that's the thing that that, that I'm pushing for right now. Uh, looking at the the Kosafa, the the Hollywood Kosafa that we had. Uh, uh, some two weeks ago in in Devon, we came out as as champions. Uh, that's it. Um, I scooped the the top score, and that's what I'm pushing for. I because I don't want to, I don't want to be in my country anymore. I want to play for, I want to play for for other countries. So we'll try by all means to work extra hard so that I can find myself, I can market myself to to other countries like Spain, Europe, you know. Yeah. And just, just looking ahead now to this Kasafa Women's Championship that's coming on that you mentioned, it's starting uh, on the 31st of October. Uh, you're in a group um, with Namibia, uh, I think Eswatini, Lesotho. Not, not, not an easy group, but do you fancy your chances of perhaps making the, the semifinals? Yeah, of course. Like, like what I've said, uh, 
as of now, I think there is no there is no any team that you can underrate, you know, because uh, every team wants to win. So I think what we we'll do is to to work extra hard to the togetherness that uh, the, that will be in our team will going to to help us uh, for us to to reach the final. So the only thing that we want is to win the first game that we're going to play against Namibia. The same first game that we're going to play against Namibia will determine to stay going to reach the finals. Um, yeah. And, you know, in this competition, um, South Africa, for example, are bringing um, quite an experimental side uh, with a lot of new players. Does that perhaps give Zambia a, an extra opportunity to claim a, a trophy that's been quite uh, elusive in the past to win? Is it, does it give you more of an opportunity, do you think? Yeah, of course. Like, what I've said is we just have to take each and every game seriously. So, the only thing that we will do is to to work together and deliver good results. Yeah. Because this is the this is the this is the only only opportunity for us to to market ourselves. Because um, the like the professional players from our country are not are not here. So this is I think this is the only time for for us to to showcase our ta- our talents to to other countries. And then just a little bit about yourself and, and your journey in football. How did you get into starting to play the game and how have you got to this point where you are now? Oh, I think um uh, as for me, um I started my journey in 20, 2007 when I was in primary school. I used to like I used to play with um, our boys in my in my hood where I used to stay, there was no girls' team, so I used to compete with boys. So I was was used to to play with boys, so it was very hard for me like to to play with my my fellow girls. Not until I had to find a team which was better, I had to find better girls who who knew how to play soccer. So in in twenty zero. In 2011, I joined the same team for the girls, so it was hard for me. I wasn't used to to girls. You know how us ladies are. We are too talkative. But others, they come with um, uh, attitudes, you know. Uh, like uh, the places where we used to come from, you now you find that, that your, parents, your parents are not allowing you to go for trainings. So it was very, it was very hard for me, though. But I had to tell myself to say, this is my career. None, none can stop me uh, from playing football. So I had to, I had to continue with the training. Uh, uh, we went for trials, trials in 2011 for under-17. I passed. We went to Nigeria, played there. I graduated from under-17 to 20. We played Zone 6 in 2012. After playing Zone 6, we came out as champions. And the the Buffalo team saw me, and the I went there on uh, on a loan for months. Not until I moved on a permanent deal. Not until I was employed in the same Zambia army for 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 Green Buffaloes. So here I am today because of uh, determination and discipline. Yeah, and and just your your. I mean, it's always difficult to talk about yourself, I guess, in a way. But but just what you feel your your best attributes as a player um, are. What what you bring to the team personally yourself. 
I think the thing that I bring to meeting that I bring to meeting is uh, first is discipline uh, and hardworking and goals, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, if we just look a little to the future, you you've mentioned that you you would like to play club football um, overseas outside of Zambia in the coming years. Is there a league or or a country that you've identified that you feel would be good for your game? Oh. Uh, First, uh, I think my first move, um, the, the countries that I want to move on is uh, Spain. Anyway, I can go to any any country as so long as there is competition. I want I want to compete. I want to compete with great players. You know why? Because I want to I want I want to find myself on the high level. Because I don't I I want to improve on my football. Because I know there are there are great footballers out there. So I want to to be here. Uh, the great, the great player. Natasha Chiklis has been a pioneer in women's football for two decades and had a hand in starting the Mamelodi Sundowns ladies team that has been so dominant in recent times. She's well placed to talk about the future of the game in the region and what is needed to take it to the next level. Um, so thank you so much for your time. We really just wanted to touch base with you about women's football in Africa and where we are with that and where we can go into the future. So just your thoughts. Let's start in the Kasafa region, perhaps. Your thoughts on women's football in this in this region and then we move on to the continent. Well, uh, for many, many years, as I've been in South Africa, the first lady for a chairperson for women's football. My dream, it was to develop in a region, of course, in South Africa, in the region, and of course, in CAF. I'm very optimistic now, after so many years. Why is because uh, being in CAF, I serve in a women's football committee as a member and as a vice president before. And... um, there's so much development for women's football. Countries that they never had football, women's football before today, they have leagues, they have uh, uh, other semi-professional or amateur, but these, they are girls, they play football. I remember many years back, uh, women football, you know, it was not even uh, respected, uh, even the players that were not respected. So today we diff- we're living in a different world. I mean, everybody's so proud when his child is playing football, boy or girl. And this is the difference, number one, in a society that we create by having our girls to play football. As a social worker and uh, did psychology as well, I know one thing. We can keep our children away from wrongdoing with football and any other sport, of course. Now, uh, I can see tremendous development, like in South Africa, you know very well, now we have the Hollywood uh, League and uh, uh, Mamelotti Sundowns, where I'm double proud because I created in 96 this uh, team with Anna Monati, one of our players and um, coach that they won the first champions in Africa. You know, it's so strange. You're waiting for so many years, but, uh, you know, you feel so proud. And, of course, uh, the CAF president, he's doing an excellent job as well. Now, uh, I'm talking about why he was with the team now. Uh, Of course, he's got other duties. 
Uh, I'm very optimistic. Generally, I'm very, uh, I don't take no for an answer. So therefore, uh, I think we must continue supporting women's football. We must continue uh, engage with the associations and uh, the clubs. It's very important. Those years, no one believed in women's football. We were the first women's club in South Africa. Uh, in uh, those years, it was nation, uh, National Soccer League. Now, today, other clubs, they envy that and they want to do it, and I hope they're going to do it. We have uh, the Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, and so on. Lufunde Celtics, they have also ladies. The same is happening in many countries. I went to Cairo, but uh, 18 years ago, we went there with a team just to try and help them to develop also the women's football. And wherever I go, I'm trying to help with the experience. And we have many other women, they, they have experience, they are very good administrators, and they can go around and they can help. The thing is that in our region, we have to be a little bit more proactive to, to start and emphasize more. I was a match commissioner within Botswana about a month ago. It was a beautiful game. You know, I, I saw a beautiful football. And that encouraged me that, uh, you know, our region actually, it's, uh, let's say, perhaps one of the top in women's football, generally speaking. But we still have a lot to learn. We still have a lot to do. I'm guessing now that FIFA has expanded the Women's World Cup and Africa has more places than that, that should give a boost as well because it provides more opportunity uh, for African nations and therefore more ambitions for young girls who are playing the game. No, 100%. Now they're going to play football and they know, first of all, they know that the parents, they're supporting it. We start from home. And then they also know that when they play, they get something. And then they get the acknowledgement as well over and above. And then you find out that if I win, I can get, you know, to the next level where is the CAF uh, championship, then it's the FIFA uh, and so on. So it is something to look forward. It definitely it is a different story altogether. Yeah. And you, of course, were a bit of a pioneer in the South African game, certainly as a lady chairman, one of the very first, if not the first. Did you feel that at the time? Was it quite difficult to break into what was a very male-dominated as you know, if I think of league executive committee meetings and whatnot, did you feel respected? Uh, it was uh, very difficult. It wasn't easy. But you know, I like difficult things, so it doesn't worry me because in the end of the day, I knew if we write, we're going to uh, achieve what we uh, thought that is the best for our women. I remember horrible stories about girls that they happened because they were they love to play soccer, 30-something years ago. And that did I got more determination and say, but wait a minute. We all have rights in life. And if our girls, they love to play football, why can't we support? So therefore, this is the reason I created the Sundowns Ladies team. And uh, I was asking other 
club on us to do the same, as I say, unfortunately. And then we went to the regions. We went like the Soweto ladies, we have the Falcons and so on, different women. So we create a small league to play with. Of course, no one was paying anything. And some of these uh, players and the coaches, they have to pay from their pocket to come to the game. And, uh, but this is the strength we had. So as a country, our football, our women's football, it was uh, very painful, but we have a very strong women. And as a region, I can see the same thing is happening. Things have changed so much. And uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Especially with the, as I say, with the club uh, Champions League. This is a, a dream come true for me. Know how for how many years I've been fighting. <laughs> so now I can rest and I can do more development. Yes. But it must be exciting for you now that we're in an age where women can, as you say, make a career out of football. Yes. Go and play, yes. uh, if, if, not just locally, but go and play in Spain or England yes. or whatever. Yes. Be paid for it and perhaps not as much as men, but still it's enough to put food on the table where that was not the case before. No, not at all. But uh, today, if you check, let, let me talk uh, from for South Africa. Uh, you know how many millionaire players we have in South Africa that they play all over, uh, you know, they get a lot of money. You When they come back home, they come to say hi with a beautiful car and they're smiling the way they dress. And you can see. But they're also example for the other players to even try harder. And definitely, you know, this is, uh, this must become as long to our region. That this is, and, I, and from other countries, is other players where they play overseas and they get a lot of money. But also within the country now, we know that the players get paid and they know that they bring something when uh, they go home. They don't just play for nothing. So that is a determination. And uh, I'm very happy to say that we there. We just need sponsors. It's a very, you know, I always fight about this. I'm very passionate about the uh, sponsors. Why? Because the biggest consumers is uh, women. We buy even for our men, but they will only give sponsorship to, to the men's uh, football and not to the woman. And that's unacceptable. What are you doing generally for women when it comes to sport? And we know football is by far number one, by far. But we, we love sports. And definitely uh, it's a sort of a, a perception that, no, no, let's uh, sponsor a men's team, not a women's team. Let's do that. Uh, but the future football is uh, women's football. It gives a different excitement. So we're there. We're going to do it. Will be the time when men and women they get the same salaries, and this is what I am for. Just the last one for me. Outside of the sponsorship, is there anything else that you would like to see to really take the game, women's game, forward in the region? Yeah, I want to see more administrators, ladies. Like in South Africa, for instance, we have at this present moment. It's in every region. He has a vice president, at least. A woman. We have also women presidents in a region, but also all our vice presidents. And uh, those are the ones that they will, uh, as administrators, take 
the game one lever, you know, uh, for the future because they therefore women's football most of them. So we need uh, in refereeing. I'm chair of a referees committee in South Africa. I can tell you we have so many FIFA courses and CAF courses with women. Not only referees, also uh, metro commissioners and instructors. And this is the reason you will see that uh, most of our match commissioners, including myself, we've been asked to do games, you know, in Africa. So we have uh, in, in a country more than 1,200 uh, women referees uh, that uh, we have uh, developed. And of course, we have also in PSL referees and match commissioners when they're doing the big games, Sundowns, uh, Pirates, uh, Chiefs, whatever. We have uh, a corner where she's in the World Cup. She's she been called to a CAF final as well. So a woman, uh, we need the, in the whole structure, administrators, referees, uh, what, uh, of course, um, the main thing is we must give them also uh, what they need. What they need is the players, good players. How the good players they will be by having the good coaches. Now, Desiree, let's give you an example. No one is given a chance, but no one. But in South Africa, what we say, let's start with local. Because we had so many uh, coaches coming from overseas. And yes, we were doing all right. Yes, we were doing all right. Look with Desiree Ellis. This is local. She, she understands. Because you must understand also the, the player's uh, culture. It's very important. So you see that we actually doing very well and we can do better. And our region also. So whenever I always avail myself, whenever it's a request for a women's football to help, whenever it is, uh, but we need workshops. We definitely, we can apply to FIFA for that. So it's only that each and every association to uh, agree to apply to FIFA for a course. It will happen. We do that all the time. We recently had four, yes, different age. And it's amazing, 16 years old. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back to celebrate our 50th podcast during the upcoming Kasafa Women's Championship. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 